Swipe left, swipe left, swipe left. Hmm, he looks cute. That's a swipe right for me. Ugh, nope, swipe left. Ugh, isn't it frustrating when you can't find the perfect person that meets your criteria? Endless time swiping left and right, texting in and out of chats to find that special someone can be tiresome, discouraging, and in some cases, reckless and daring. You're hoping that Prince Charming or awaiting princess is the next one at the tip of your fingers just on standby for your reply. Sometimes our need to find that blockbuster romance, desperate perfect love, blinds us from the reality that some humans prey upon that very moment. I'm Joyce Grace, and this is Shots of Endorphins. Everyone get yourselves comfortable with a drink in hand and a bag of snacks because this is going to be a bumpy ride for y'all. In this episode, we're going to be deep diving into online dating, its statistics and pros and cons, and if it's beneficial. Now remember y'all, all information was gathered from various sources for educational purposes. So online dating has been around for a while now and is most popular with the young adults nowadays. Even the seniors have been keeping up with this trend. But we gotta start from the beginning of everything. So now we have to ask the important question. How did dating become popular using a third-party exterior? Well, people have always been creative when it comes to seeking romantic partners. Actually, the first personal ads in the US began appearing in journals and periodicals in the 1690s. While these ads were first intended to help secure the financial security of marriage, these postings soon morphed into a means for people to seek the companionships of individuals with similar interests and concerns. But the real time frame in which the online dating industry came to be is in 1959, when two Stanford students matched 49 pairs of men and women using a punch card questionnaire processed by an IBM 650 mainframe computer. This became the first ever recorded computer-aided matchmaking. Nowadays, profiles on popular online dating services such as Tinder, Bumble, and Match fulfill the same purpose. These applications have made it easier for people to find like-minded individuals and explore the possibilities of romance. Although convenient, it still doesn't negate these apps' drawbacks and dangers. Today, top online dating sites and matchmaking services are using complex algorithms to match millions of users together from a sea of prospective candidates. The technology behind the industry has gone to new heights, as has the revenue it has made. This is far from the first matchmaking project that was never commercialized. However, everything changed when the COVID-19 pandemic came. Virtually every industry underwent massive changes, with some of them likely to be long-lasting. This includes the online dating industry, which has been growing since 2017 at a really high pace. While every other industry seems to have mostly been negatively affected by the outbreaks, 
the online industry has gotten stronger. In 2017, the worldwide online dating revenue reached $779 million. Experts expected the industry to reach a revenue of 973 in 2020 with a growth rate of 24.9%. Using 2017 as a baseline, the industry's revenue is poised to reach $1.02 billion in 2021. Come early 2020, another report showed that the online dating industry generated a revenue of $2.23 billion the previous year, which positively broke many expectations. Now, experts project that the industry will reach $3.59 billion in revenue by the end of 2025. Therefore, dating apps are immensely popular across all regions in the world. In the US alone, experts predict a user base of 35.4 million paying and non-paying users for these apps by 2024. As of 2019, there are 30.4 million online dating users in the US and is expected to grow to 35.4 million by 2024. Oof, that's a lot to take in. But wait, there's more! Statistics show the following groups use dating apps more frequently. For example, Millennials make up the largest sector of online dating users, with 36% of people aged between 18 to 29 saying that they've used an online dating service or app. 35% of college graduates and people with college-level education are more likely to use dating apps. 11% of Hispanic internet users in the U.S. report that they were likely to use online dating to find a new partner. 32% of female American adults have used an online app or service for dating compared to 23% of men. 55% of the LGBT community say that they've used online dating at least once. Among single LGBT people who are looking for dates or relationships, 37% currently use online dating. But online dating services are still basically interest-based social networks. And as social media trends show, social networks will remain popular for the foreseeable future. There are around 1,500 online dating sites and applications worldwide. Many of them are highly specialized. Some focus on interracial dating while others serve niche like highly religious daters. However, from the sea of applications and websites, there are those that dominate the market. Like mentioned before, Dating apps run on matching algorithms. These algorithms match users by similarities across a wide range of topics, from music to social issues. As COVID-19 became a global talking point, more and more conversations started around the subject. Tinder users sent 52% more messages in April 2020 compared to the start of the lockdown in early March. Further on, masks became the talk on the platform, with mask-wearing habits becoming the ultimate criterion for compatibility. The mentions of masks were up 10 times in 2020 on Tinder. People issue warnings that if people don't wear masks or are not wearing them properly, they will not have anything to do with them. The lockdown and social distancing measures led to other creative online dating practices. The same thing goes for OkCupid users. 
there was an increase in social profiles mentioning social distancing and coronavirus. The increase was more than 900%. Dang, I don't even know that type of percentage was possible. Tough crowd. Finally, OkCupid saw a 10% increase in matches and a 20% increase in conversations. Moreover, there was a 30% increase in sent messages and a 40% increase in intro messages. The lockdown, as a topic, increased the numbers of engagements overall. Many factors came into play in the notable increase in dating activity during the pandemic. Of course, the lockdown itself played a big role. People trying to find love or just hookups can only turn online because of social distancing measures. Indeed, the topic of lockdown itself became a staple when it comes to conversation starters and discussions. And unlike other trends, online dating is here to stay. People find it more convenient to start a conversation online than doing it in person. For one, there is an increased sense of distance and safety from being rejected. Secondly, you can be more sure that the person you approach is open to dating because they have an online profile. And considering the latest Gen Z statistics, younger people are more amenable to online dating than the older generation. According to a Pew Research Center survey conducted in 2019, 3 in 10 U.S. adults said that they have ever used an online dating site or app, including 11% who have done so in the past year. For some Americans, these platforms have been instrumentals in forging meaningful connections. 12% say they have been married or been in a committed relationship with someone they first met through a dating site or app. All in all, about 23% of Americans say they have gone on a date with someone they first met through a dating site or app. As these online dating statistics have shown, the industry has seen a rise in activity and a revenue during the pandemic. Although experts believe that there will be a dip when the pandemic is over, the industry is bound to pick up after the dip again. For online daters, the stigma of meeting someone for romantic or casual dating reasons seems to be slowly disappearing. However, just like everything, there are inherent dangers when meeting with strangers who can easily set up totally fake or misleading accounts. 30% of U.S. adults say they have used a dating site or app. A majority of online daters say their overall experience was positive, but many users, particularly younger women, report being harassed or sent explicit messages on these platforms. The rise in the number of victims of online predators make it important to exercise caution when using it. With the increase in fake profiles and lives on social media, you are not safe giving out your contact number to a random stranger on dating sites. Every day it seems there's a new internet scam. From Nigerian princes requesting a wire transfers of $10,000 to online dating catfishing. As helpful as the internet can be, such stories are worrisome. So we're going to take a quick how to virtually protect yourself 101 class and take some precautions like checking out a site's SSL certificate. Whenever you're shopping online and entering credit card or bank information, it's important to make sure that the website is secured to protect against hackers trying to steal your information. 
You can find out if a website is secure by checking its SSL, which is the abbreviation for Secure Socket Layer Certificate. While this process sounds complicated, it's actually one of the most simplest and quickest things to do for your online security. When on a website, check the URL. Does it say with HTTP or does it say HTTPS? If you notice an S at the end, that means your connection is encrypted and secured. So any data you enter is safely sent to the website. Not all sites have SSL certification. While they may be fine to browse, avoid sharing any financial or personal information on websites without this added layer of security. But even sites with SSL certification can be hacked. While there may not be a way yet to completely safeguard your data from hackers if you shop online, you can secure your financial information better by removing it altogether from shopping sites. Many shopping sites let you save your credit card information in your online account. This setup makes it easier to make purchases in the future, as your billing and shipping addresses and credit card information are stored. However, if you can access this information, so can hackers. Rather than store your credit cards and addresses in your accounts, stop being lazy and spend the extra minute to enter your information each time you make a purchase. Also, don't be naive. Be careful who you trust. Catfishing has made headlines quite a few times in the last couple of years, and this online scam doesn't seem to be letting up anytime soon. Catfishing happens when a person sets up a fake online profile, usually on social media or dating sites, and targets people with the goal of asking for money. Catfishers are in it for the long game and may try to strike up an online relationship for months before asking for money. When this happens, it's oh so coincidental that they have an accident and they need to ask for money. This sadly happens more often than one would think. And unfortunately, a lot of people fall for this type of scam because they have built an emotional relationship with the fraud. The losses can be extreme, averaging for more than $15,000 per victim. To avoid catfishing, don't accept friend requests from people you don't know, and never send money to someone you haven't met in person. If a situation ever feels fishy, trust your gut and cut off contact with that individual. It's most likely a scammer. Another point you might want to look over is changing up your passwords. Using the same passwords for every account is not safe. Often, people don't realize their account already has been hacked because you're using the same password for all 50 websites you know and probably have had the same passwords for the past 20 years. So do yourself a favor and make your password a sentence. And what I mean by that is, that a strong password is a sentence that is at least 12 characters long. Focus on positive sentences or phrases that you like to think about and are easy to remember. Or, if you're up for a challenge, create a password that has a mixture of caps and lowercase letters with special characters that some sites may allow. But don't use the same password for everything. Trust me, now. A grave danger that online dating presents is the fact that there is minimal background checking involved when signing up for dating websites. This is especially true for free dating websites. 
According to a report, 10% of online dating users are sex offenders. Even more surprising is that approximately 25% of rapists are currently finding their victims on online dating websites. This makes it extremely important to check public record sex offenders websites for the person you have matched with. It's important to exercise caution when we meet new people online as some are simply looking for sex. Young girls and single moms are usually the unsuspecting victims of common scams as people with bad intentions easily gain trust from them. Every year there are approximately 100 murders and 16,000 abductions by online predators. This is not exclusive to online dating websites. Due to the nature that it is ever-growing and expanding, it makes it a perfect spot for these predators. You also gotta look out for liars. Lying on one's online dating profile is extremely common. These lies can be as innocent as adding one or two inches to their height. On the other hand, they could be as dangerous as lying about their relationship status. There are thousands upon thousands of married men and women that are using online dating websites to cheat on their significant other. Part of the problem with online dating is people giving false information about their marital status. Approximately 53% of dating profiles are exaggerated in one form or another. Among all of these trails that are lied about are height, age, income, and weights as some of the more popular characteristics that people don't tell the truth about. And I mean, who would? You want to seem the best out of the bunch of fishes in this overpopulated sea. But in short, or tall, <laughs> get it? People are trying to make themselves more attractive than they are when using online dating profiles. Personally, I think you'd have to take out your inspector gadget equipment and start digging the real profile and history before you really get the courage to take a relationship to the next level. And by that, I mean meeting them face to face. Unfortunately, a lot of dating websites are simply not used for their intended purposes. This is especially true for dating websites that are free to use and have a lot of users on them. Many people use these dating websites to chat with other people as a form of boosting their egos and making them feel popular. Another way that people use online dating websites is to increase the number of social media followers that they have on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is another way of social proof and massaging their ego. Now, like I have gotten into the habit of doing, I would like to share a few stories of online dating gone wrong I found on the web that caught my attention and wanted to share with y'all. Samantha Wendy. My mother, who is 77, was scammed over these last 10 to 12 months. I found out because her bank called when she attempted to wire $23,500 to someone in New Jersey. The bank refused to wire, however, she had already pulled out $18,000 prior to the wire attempt and sent it to him via gift cards. This person convinced her to communicate on the Telegram app, therefore I couldn't get his phone number or see their conversations. 
He pretended to be the comedian Ron White and told her his manager had control of all his money and needed money from her to buy the manager out of his contract. Once he regained control of his money, then they could be together. She truly thought she was in love as he had asked her to marry him and she had accepted. After the bank contacted me, I closed out her savings and moved the money out of her name. Then she started getting loans at those little fly-by-night places and borrowed money against her paid-for car. These last six months have been a nightmare. I became a private investigator constantly watching her bank account and Facebook activity. He made several promises to come see her and she'd have her bags packed and waiting but of course he never showed up. This finally came to a head this last week and I made her pull up that app and log in so I could give this person a piece of my mind. She hasn't heard from him since and he was able to delete all their conversations. I was hoping we could use the pictures of the gift cards and somehow track this person. I really didn't expect to get money back but would love to prevent this from happening to anyone else. He managed to get nearly $40,000 out of her. He left her heartbroken and bled her dry. Angela G. I have a cousin who is 59 years old. He has sent more than $150,000 to several scammers recently. I have actively and clearly debunked these as fraud, yet he continues to hope for a relationship with a young woman and has been promised his money back and an even bigger payday. He is not wealthy and this has nearly destroyed him. I continue to work with him but nearly to no avail. It is pretty heartbreaking. Every story like his is terrible, tearing lives apart. His is horrific both in the amount of money he has sent via gift cards as well as his steadfast refusal to stop believing in and feeding the fantasy. I hope to stop the thieves from getting others like they have gotten to my cousin. The names being used in two of the scams are these. Diabra Marcella, who claims to be a veterinary student doing practical work in Australia. She was in an accident, had surgery, got mugged, blah 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 blah, and continually sends more gift cards in order to get back to the USA to marry him and bring him $5 million inheritance with her. The other goes by Kasha Smith, originally born in Australia but is a US citizen stranded in Ukraine, but who has a fat bank account in the USA. If he just will continue to send gift cards so she can get home, he will get all his money back and then some. These thieves, human garbage, have devastated my good-hearted cousin. If you see these names anywhere as a part of a scam, beware and know that they will steal everything they can get. I continue to look for help for my cousin as I am at the end of my ability to convince him this is theft. Sandra R. I met him in match, said his name was Larry Mackism McCauley, sent me lots of pictures of him with his family, daughter, grandkids, sister and aunts, said he was a CEO of Daystar Oil and Gas, sent me his education and previous employments. The romance began and being a fairly recent widow, I fell for his BS. He said he had to go out to a rig in the Gulf of Mexico, a piece of machinery had broken that he is contractually responsible for. 
because he is on the rig BOA, wouldn't send them money for a new one. Needs me to get $150,000 to pay for him. I did not send the money and he disappeared. Friends in law enforcement said he shows up nowhere, not even driver's license. Does anyone know this guy? He is really good at this. Well folks, it's scary how people can take advantage of others in their most vulnerable states when they are simply looking for someone to share their love with. Now, I'm not saying that all people online can be scammers, but just take precaution on who you talk to and what their real motives are. Heck, it just might be your soulmate you might be talking to. But again, be careful. In the end, the only real love that I can most definitely testify that will never leave me is that of the creator. And getting in contact with him is so much easier than having to go through all the security codes, antivirus, and social security identifications I ever need. Be safe, be smart, and take care of your heart and wallet. Hasta la vista, baby! <laughs>episode on shots of endorphins was produced by me joyce grace and a shout out to my research team shots of endorphins has its very own website so you can visit and listen to the podcast at shotsofendorphins.com. you can help support us by clicking on the support tab as well also you can follow the show on facebook and instagram and now twitter y'all by searching up shots of endorphins or subscribing to spotify apple podcast or any other streaming services you're listening to and when you do don't forget to shoot me a greeting it's nice to meet new people as always thanks for listening and don't forget to smile <laughs>